Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's almost here. It's Halloween weekend. Michaela Gordon, are you so excited? It's Friday then. It's, it's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. What? It's Friday mm. then. It's Saturday. Yes, honey. I'm so ready for Friday. Also, Vanessa has overalls on. She's serving a look. I'm Our so happy Vanessa she's with us. Is giving us a uh, farm girl chic. It's, we love it. It's so hot. So good. The goats are in the back. And <laughs> I feel like... This is the perfect time to announce that Vanessa is our new producer. We're not letting your leave. Morning beat producer. Sorry, Justin. So... Justin, stay in Hawaii. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Aloha. You work on that tan, buddy. We love Vanessa. You've been fantastic all week long, filling in, helping us out. We appreciate you. Now tell us good things. Tell, on us, the tell us something about. Let's just let's yeah let's let's compliment us. Tell us about us. <laughs> well, you guys did amazing. <laughs> wow. That's... No, you guys really did make me laugh, and I made a joke to my boss, and hopefully he's still sleeping. But I said the morning beat wakes everyone up, and let's go there puts everyone to sleep. No, your show is a very your show is a very specific thing. Your show is is yeah. You guys just made it in Newsweek. Yeah, you guys in Newsweek. Congratulations on that. That's exciting. Uh, You guys are more of like an NPR. We're more of like a just pick any random three letters. Here's what we are. We're anything. We're literally just and everything and nothing. All we are is best friends. Uh huh. That then are forced to do like kind of important stories. Sometimes <laughs> they come out how they come out. Yep. And it's literally like just listening to two besties, Kiki, and yep. I about love things it. they don't want to do. It wasn't that long I ago that it. may he rest in peace. But uh, she was uh, talking about Colin Powell in a very serious news story, and Michaela teased it, and she says, "Coming up next, Colin Powell dead. COVID <laughs> killed him." Did the vaccine kill him? Is it a vaccine? Should we not give vaccines? Okay, never mind. Goodbye. And that's how the that's, that's basically how the tease it. went. That's literally so how it. You never know what you're going to get with us. Obviously, we are the Forrest Gump of our generation. We are fake news. We are the box of chocolates. What does that mean? Because you never know what you're going to get. Oh wow, Forrest Gump reference at yes. 6:11 a.m. Pacific time. I love it. Coming up in about uh, nine minutes from now, we're kicking things off with last minute LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. friendly Halloween costume ideas. This is basically this is this is the queer community's Christmas. I feel yeah, like. it is. It and is. It is. Every I, drag queen is born on yep, Christmas on I, Halloween, and I still don't have a costume. So I need to read this article, and I'm going to learn with you in real time. Amen. Coming up in just a bit, but quickly, Michaela. What's going on in the world? All right, so Representative Bob Good made a stunningly bigoted speech 
on the House floor yesterday to defend his decision to vote against domestic violence protections. Nearly everything that plagues our society can be attributed to a failure to follow God's law and his rules for and definition of marriage and family. Good asserted before making sure everyone knew he meant transgender people and same-sex marriage. Good insisted the bill would require churches to espouse LGBTQ rights, shut down religious charities, and devastate families. Democrats' priority, he thundered, is to force our faith-based providers out of business, redefine sex, and to change the identification of gender. My colleagues on the other side claim they want to protect the family. He continued, but instead they've chosen to attack the very bedrock of country, the moral principles, and the traditional family that hold our families and communities together. Listen, 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 you moron. Listen, really quick, Dragon, okay? dragon, dragon. Our last president, your guy, right? Drag him. Evangelical's guy cheated on his first wife with the second and his second wife with his third. Get off to the high horse. Amen. He's a vile human being. I love when He's you yell. Gro- it's just so gross to me. Yell more. Barack Obama, family man. Joe yell Biden, more. family more. man. Bill Clinton had a moment. Whatever. We all make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, we're, and also, we're not the problem. I've been with my partner for nine years. We're planning our wedding. Leave us the F alone. Okay, please. Just let us live. She's been with her partner for six years. Yeah, and we are very sexually active and happy. Vanessa, are you in a relationship? Yes, she is. Don't I you? Am. We saw her, but remember, we saw her boyfriend and we thought yeah, that he had a long? beard, but it was his How mouse. long? Eight, eight, months. eight months. That's adorable. These two queers over here, <laughs> six years, nine years. Yeah, we're, we're in therapy. We're the guys reason that relationships. Are my example. Thank you. Yes. I actually did show Joshua you guys' uh, profile. Of course you did. Like, what did he say? What did he say? I was like, look. Well, I said they've been with their partners forever, and I'm just saying. Did he say it looked clean? Did you say you want to say I look thin? Did you say you want to work with us permanently? Did you say about your look? Did you say, okay, wow. Did you say my hair look natural? What else is there? He said you guys look sexy. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. We knew it was happening. Let's get into weather. It's a high of 93 in La Quinta, 93 in the Cathedral City, a high of 55 in Buffalo, 50 in Seattle. 86 in Miami, 54 in Kansas City, 82 in Vegas, 93 in Palm Springs, and 84 in LA. Now give us a vibe of the day. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Amen, honey. Wrap your brain around that. All right, listen, it's Halloween this weekend, and if you need some last-minute LGBTQ plus Halloween costume ideas, we've got them for you coming up next. All right, Michaela. I uh, alluded to this moments ago uh, that Halloween is finally here, uh, and I need some help because, and I think I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I feel so intimidated by Halloween every year because I feel like gay men in particular... They plan their costumes years in advance. It's like the Met Gala. Oh, my God. And then imagine going to Vegas. They go to the club. One time I was in Vegas, I was boarding a flight, and this woman had six-foot-tall angel wings. Mm. And I was like, where are you going, sis? And she was like, hello, Marquis is having a Halloween costume contest. Okay, okay. And you win $10,000. And I was like, give me the six feet tall wings. I'm not that gay, though. I'm the gay that every single year I get nervous, and then last minute I'm Jack Sparrow again. I was Jack Sparrow five years in a row. Or Why maybe, would you choose Jack Sparrow? I, I used to bartend in West Hollywood, and I was Jack Sparrow one year, and I looked hot in eyeliner and a wig. So I was like, this is kind of dope. What does the rest of the costume look well, like? Are you wearing like, skin? Yeah, well, I had like a sleeveless shirt with like roughly thin. Oh, and, yes, so I was, she like, did. Kind of, yeah, and I had like. Oh, yes, she did. And I had the, the hair, maybe inappropriately, it was in dreads and had beads hanging from it. But that was, it was Caribbean. It was Jack Sparrow, right? I, I hear it now. Um, <laughs> 
But mostly I liked the eyeliner. Like my eyeliner looked hot every year and I would get hit on like crazy. But let me tell you, by years three, four, and five, you that wig, down. that wig smelled like stale beer. Oh my god, it was disgusting. Listen. So I can't do it. But I, I need to get a Halloween costume because I'm going. Well, we're invited to, as were you, but you're bailing uh, to Frankie Grande and his mom, Mama Jones, party this weekend. And so, first my, of all, I'm not bailing. I'm singing with Gaga, and that's more important. I get it. I get Secondly, it. Secondly. I feel like your Jack Sparrow is the cats for females. Like every yeah. woman that has no idea what to be just turns into a cat. And she's like, I'm a cat. And so you're what, like, So what okay. do I do? Because my partner and I had a conversation last about this last night. And I think that I think that I get in my head because I'm like, I can't keep up with all the other gays who spend like a thousand dollars having a costume custom made. I'm not going that route. But then again, on the other hand, I'm like, okay, let's be squid game, so then I won't have to like be in shape and I can wear a mask over my face. Oh, that's a good idea. But then everybody's gonna be squid game. Well then you're all joining the forces. Maybe <sighs> you're all on one team. So what okay, so what what is the best last minute costume you've ever pulled together? Is there something that stands I'm out I'm really for you? good at this. I, one year, was a hot dog. How did you, last minute? How are you a hot dog? Yeah, I just found a hot dog co- costume and I bought it and I wore like it. Like in the store? Yeah, and I was a hot dog and I was <laughs> okay, adorable. Wait, okay, okay, that's actually, that actually frees me up a bit. Yeah. That's actually hilarious. I wore white Converse oh. and I looked like, and I had my hot dog costume on. I try to overthink it, I think. Yeah, don't overthink it. I try to get it. too smart, and then I'm afraid of getting canceled. No. So then I'm you like, you got to think of people you look like. Like, me and Lisa have killed it every year because me and Lisa were Trump and Melania one year. Mm. I look similar enough to Melania that it made sense. Last year, or two years ago, we were Sunny and Cher. She was Cher, but she looks like Cher. She's yeah. Armenian. And then I got to be Sunny, and I was so comfortable. I had Converse on, I had a little wig. I looked like a little disgusting man, but I literally, <laughs> and everybody, talk about the gays. Let's drag them. We went to Halloweeny, and Lisa was Cher, and she looked like a stunning goddess. And I went as Sunny, but people didn't know it was me, and I know every gay person in the entire world. You hated that. You were, they you were like to be so, the famous one. First of all, they were so mean to me because they didn't the know who it was. And then gay men are so mean to little ugly men. I was like, <laughs> you guys are being, and they were like buying Lisa drinks. They thought she was so that fierce and very, flawless. very accurate. And then they were so mean to me. And I was like, ah, hi, I'm also thirsty with my mustache on and my little stupid wig. And I was so mad. She would love that moment, I'm sure. I, I bet she it. felt like she was awesome. You know, the last time that I tried to do like a couple's costume, well, so I did one a couple years ago. So my partner, right, here's what we do. One year, we do like last minute costumes and we put them on Instagram. We don't go anywhere. We take our costumes off and sit back down on the couch. We don't even go out. One year, he got me a, a white t-shirt and he wore a black t-shirt, I believe. And then he got black stick on letters on mine said salt. And then on his said pepper. And we were just salt and pepper because we're black and white. And it was kind of, he thought it was funny. I was like, okay, that's as far as I want to push. I think that's funny. I know, but that's on, on the race spectrum of interracial like relationships. That's as far as I want to push it, you know? Because last couple years ago, we did like a referee and a football player. And he was like in a jockstrap and a little mesh shirt. And that was hot. He had shorts on, but it was like, I knew the jockstrap was there. That's hot, right? That's that's like a couple costume I can get down with. You years ago, be, wait, I have an idea for you. But let me tell you this though: years ago, this is problematic, and this is what I, I fear because sometimes things seem good and they don't age that well. I had I had a partner in college um, who was black, biracial, and he was shorter, and he was really muscular. He was a gymnast, and he was much much shorter than I am. It's like you and I; he's like five seven or something, but he's taller than you. But he's really short, and he came up with this great idea that all of our friends thought was fantastic, and he wanted to go as Curious George and the man in the yellow hat, me being the man in the yellow hat, him being the monkey. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This feels uncomfortable to me. 
He thought it was a great idea. Thank God I never did it. Do you know how poorly that would age? Can you imagine if there were photos of me circulating now with my boyfriend dressed as a, as a monkey? No. He liked the idea. He wanted it. Canceled. I don't care. Well, I, I one do year, not care. So I'm afraid. I think like, you got to go with what you know. When I was with a what guy, do I, know? I went as Priscilla Presley and he went as Elvis. And we also nailed that. And I was stunning, by the way. I don't want to brag. Uh, you could be. <laughs> You could be, there's a lot of different uh, ideas on this website. You could do Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, that's a lot. Which is always a good go-to. Yeah. You could be Mr. Rapper and Patrick and Arthur. Okay, that's weird. That's the the mouse with the ears. Yeah. Okay. You could be Portrait of a Lady on Fire. These are all very gay. Yeah. Well, you're gay. These are very queer costumes. You're gay and you're going to a gay party. That's true. What do you think? You have no ideas. I'm helping you. I just want to wear booty shorts. It's the only part of my body that looks good still right now. That and my face. So goes a go-go dancer. But the rest of it is... COVID. The so COVID goes a go-go dancer with a Michael Myers mask on. Wow. I said my face is cute, Michaela. Oh, You're like not helping the, the cause. Okay. Okay, we'll work on this. We'll keep workshopping this. All right. Well, if you want any more ideas, you could do Jennifer's body... You could also do Jules and Rue and Euphoria. Oh, that's a good one for two girls. That's so cute, that's a right? Great one. Or two guys. Or you could to... do Pray Tell and Pose. That is that is a good one. That would be iconic. Or how about Lil Nas X? Yeah, you could be Lil Nas X. I will say me and Lisa are being be. Jennifer I'm... Coolidge yeah. and Jane Lynch from Best in Show. That's iconic. And we are going to be iconic. Yeah. Stupid idiot. So I'm nowhere closer to a costume. Thanks a lot, Michaela. Okay. All right. Well, coming up, what we do have is Dr. Melissa Fabella joining us to talk about Asexual Awareness Week. Um, what you need to know what, uh, what uh, aphobia is and uh, how asexual people really are very intimate. Stop looking at me like that. I tripped over my words. Shut up. <laughs> Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's almost time for first round of what's popping of the day. Before I hand things over to Michaela, though, I do want to remind you that our podcast is also popping. You can download that by heading over to wearechannelq.com. Listen to the Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device. So if you don't hear us in real time, you can listen to us as a podcast. Uh, this story is wild and heartbreaking if true. Michaela Gordon, what's popping? This is such a weird story, and it is totally heartbreaking. So, Yolanda Hadid, Gigi Hadid's mom, 
came out yesterday saying that Zayn Malik, her son-in-law and daughter to her granddaughter, had struck her uh, amid a fight that they got into. Zayn made a statement then that said that was not true at all. He wanted to keep everything very private. But now uh, Zayn Malik is pleading no contest to harassing Gigi and Yolanda Hadid. Um, He has been charged, however, with four criminal offenses of harassment. And uh, although one official doc says he pled guilty to one, court officials tell us he actually pled to no contest. Um, I guess he pushed Yolanda Hadid into a dresser. He went on to call her such derogatory names. I can't even say them uh, on the air. Uh, And apparently... Gigi and Zayn have since broken up. They do share their one-year-old daughter, Kai, which is so sad. And it's really, it's so devastating because Yolanda has spoken very well about Zayn. Mm. She said that his family wasn't here, so she's been like a mama to him. They've been in the same boat because she moved here uh, to the States very early on as well. And they lived together during the pandemic in uh, Yolanda's farm in Pennsylvania. That's kind of where Gigi had her entire pregnancy. And Bella was there as well. It was like a family affair. So I don't know what would come over somebody to uh, physically... Put their hands on a woman, a grown woman. And their mother-in-law. Yes, the mother to the mother of your child. Yeah. That's just never acceptable. I don't understand it at all. I mean, listen, I have a mother-in-law. And if you know mother-in-law, sometimes you're like, shut up. Oh, my mother's here for 48 never. hours this week. And I, she asked a million questions, but I love her dearly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mother-in-laws, you can take in doses. Yeah. My own really mom, sad. I can take in doses. Like, I mean, I, you know, I love her too, but like. But never, it never no. gets, would never get physical. Here, I would never even verbally listen, say if, something. If never. my fiance of nine years put hands on my mom once like one time one time wedding's off yeah like no way there's no way that's acceptable yeah it says so much about that person I don't care go to therapy figure out how to manage your emotions that's not that's not okay and she's also suffered from Lyme's disease for so many years she's got all sorts of health ailments anyways and to be having them in her home and helping raise a yeah, grandchild sure. through a pandemic ugh. devastating all right well coming up Facebook has changed their name but is it cool and does it erase everything they've ever done? <laughs> Probably not. No, it's it's not. We're going to talk about it. It's got to be real. Or, it's got to be real. Or, or does it? According Maybe. to Mark Zuckerberg, in 10 years from now, we're all going to be living in an alternate reality and not even know it. If he Crazy. gets his way. Facebook changed their name, y'all. And the name isn't that shocking, but what Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg plan on doing with the platform in the next decade... To me, is creepy AF. You might think it's cool. We're going to discuss and let you decide in about 12 minutes from right now. So stick around for that. It was a big, big announcement yesterday. We have some audio from Mark Zuckerberg we're also going to share with you that our producer, Vanessa, so kindly pulled for us this morning. Amen, You're so honey. good at your job, Vanessa. You are so good. I hope, you, I hope you're appreciated wherever it is that you, you go in life because we adore you. Absolutely. So If you just want to come to our show, also that's... Yes, you just We're just going to keep around. saying that. Justin's in Hawaii right now having his morning coffee crying as we praise you. That's yeah. what's happening. Justin, you. our producer, is on his honeymoon Yeah. Uh, with Lauren, his lovely wife, and also Bennett, his little baby. Justin's wild. He did things a little backwards. He's like, listen, I'm going to have a baby. Then I'm going to get married. 
And then I'm going to get married again for real. Yeah. We got married like in the pandemic. And then we're going to take our baby on a honeymoon. Yes. More power to you, Justin. We'll see you Monday. Yes. Uh, right now, though, it is time for some news on the beat. What do you got for All us? All right, there's a lot going on, honey. Representative Bob Good made a stunningly bigoted speech on the House floor yesterday to defend his decision to vote against domestic violence protections. Nearly everything that plagues our society can be attributed to a failure to follow God's law and his rules for God's law and his rules for and definition of marriage and family. Good asserted before making sure everyone knew he meant transgender people and same-sex marriage. Good insisted the bill would require churches to espouse LGBTQ rights, shut down religious charities, and devastate families. Democrat priority, he thundered, is to force our faith-based providers out of business, redefine sex, and to change the identification of gender. My colleagues on the other side claim they want to protect the family, he continued, but instead they've chosen to attack the very bedrock of country, the moral principles, and the traditional family that hold our families and communities together. Now, H.R. 2119, the Family Violence Prevention and Services Improvement Act of 2021, amends federal domestic violence law to make some improvements. One measure requires recipients of some federal grant money to follow anti-discrimination laws and specifically states that it bans discrimination on various grounds, including sexual orientation or gender identity. The law also expands the definition of undeserved populations to include victims who have trouble accessing services on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, faith or religious practice or lack thereof. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. Yeah, let's just gloss over that. Yeah, let's jerk. just uh, let that all happen. <laughs> it's going to be a high of 81 in Vegas, 84 in LA, 93 in Palm Springs, 72 in Houston, 86 in Miami, 91 in Phoenix, 55 in Atlanta, 57 in Chicago, 73 in Sacramento, 93 in Cathedral City, and 93 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Amen. Perspective. Perspective. All right, well, coming up, Facebook has changed their name, but have they changed their ways? I don't think so. We'll discuss next. Okay, so a major announcement from uh, okay, Facebook. Okay, so a major announcement Listen, from Facebook. Listen, Michaela, shut up. <laughs> major announcement from Facebook uh, CEO Mark Zuckerberg yesterday uh, that has people... Terrified in their, in their emotions and a little bit terrified. Uh, let's listen to him in his oh-so-soothing voice, and then we'll discuss. Mm. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. Now we have a new North Star to help bring the metaverse to life. This bitch said, uh-uh. we are changing our name, but we are still the same person. If this isn't a Black Mirror episode, I don't know what is. I am terrified. It's so scary to me. This is terrifying, you We guys. all knew this was coming. This is Roll all burning. very real. Uh, and, and eventually, technology always catches up with <laughs> film and television. We've talked about this, and I know you hate this, but if you watch Star Trek or Star Wars years and years ago, they were using tablets Luke, and flip phones and all of those things, and now they're real, right? They're very much a part of our reality. Um, and this Call is- it what it is. Call it what it is. Scary. Terrifying. It is terrifying. As many, listen, I make, the more jokes I make, that's how terrified I actually am. Mm-hmm. He literally was like, we're not changing one thing. Like, they're in so much hot water right now. Yep. 
were aware of all the bad things they were doing. And he's like, they're not addressing the fact <clears throat> I'm that the new North Star. They led to Donald Trump becoming our president. The insurrection on January 6th. They're behind so much of that. The misinformation they've been they've been spreading on Facebook and not not altering in any way, shape or form. The misinformation when it comes to vaccines, the way they target children and they were trying to create an Instagram for children, even though the study after study after study and internal memo, memos show that they know how damaging social media is not just on a humans but specifically on children and they're targeting them it, it to, to me it's no different than what uh joe cool like the camel or like the marble man did back in the day to target young people to start smoking and we saw the long-term impacts of that well have you ever so, had a cigarette when you're I, drunk it's kind of so iconic. delicious also with a beer or like a shot of tequila I mean, or a I'm shot of whiskey tr- i'm not gonna drag a cigarette i feel like we've drunk, done that so. together a couple of times but <laughs> this idea of a metaverse where I mean, they're saying literally 10 years from now you won't know what's real and what's reality and what's like virtual reality. Yeah. That's scary. It's really scary to me. I, I I joke when I say Black Mirror, but I'm I'm not joking. I feel like they've also been preparing us. I mean, I don't want to get too like conspiracy theorist. Oh, don't think the thought hasn't crossed my mind that what better way to make people want to invest in money to escape reality than Donald Trump as a president and a global pandemic for the last okay. two years that makes you want to okay. get out of reality. I listen. I mean, we have literally taught people for the past two years not to leave their homes. Yep. So what do you do when you not leave when you don't leave their homes? My nephew, kids, my nephew does not leave his home. He wants to play Fortnite. All he wants my to do. My nephews play Fortnite always. And yeah, that's, that's it. all they do. They yeah. sit in their bedroom and play my Fortnite. My niece Natalia literally makes tutorials for not a camera. Like everything is a tutorial. She's like, and now I'm brushing my teeth. We're like, shut up, Natalia. You're not making a tutorial. You're five and there's no camera in front my of you. My nephews go to concerts on Fortnite. It's a video game that they can play on their computer and they go to concerts and they can buy skins. And skins, that's a word you're going to hear a lot more in the in the coming years. That's right. You freaky. buy skins to basically change your avatar, which is like the, the, the virtual, like, reality outfit that you are you can be a different character in this other universe and we're seeing it happen with you know movies and things like that marvel they're creating this like whole like multiverse right that's but that's actually possible and mark zuckerberg is making it possible it wasn't that long ago that we did not have access to each other 24 hours a day seven days a week yeah and then cell phones came around and now we literally they always said like they're gonna put chips in us someday they don't need to they put phones in our hands yeah but also i feel like they're trying to normalize this because if you look at we've said this before the avatar talent show with your friend who's hosting it and nick lachey (laughs) is the judge that's weird. Also, one of the judges is Grimes. Grimes is Elon Musk's wife and baby mama. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. And then Bobby McKee, who's one of the biggest songwriters in the entire universe. She wrote everything for Katy Perry. I'm actually like, quite obsessed with her. She yesterday was like, I don't understand tech, but I'm doing this new virtual reality party. Come and join me. And I'm like, all of you people are trying to normalize this weird thing well, happening so so it's it's so there's always i, I no, think there's, not be fooled. there's a good side to technology right and we there are benefits but like last week just last week my partner and i went to this new sort of i think i told you this it's a sort of like a movie theater experience and you can go in and do these yes. like 15 minute virtual reality shows where they put like they put a helmet on you they have you sit on i sat on a dragon and i, I was doing how to train your dragon i had these gloves on and all of a sudden you're in it and you can interact with the person next to you, all the people around you. And I was like having conversations with my partner in virtual reality and reaching out and touching him. Weird. But I was looking at myself and I was fully clothed in a costume. And I was like, I know I'm, I know that I'm not wearing this right now in real life, 
but it felt very, very real. Listen, I literally almost took my friend's house out. My friend Gregory, who's a celebrity makeup artist, and we love him so much. He lives in this beautiful place. Oh my God, I know the story you're going to tell. I know it. I've never heard it, but I know what you're going to say. He was like, put this mask on, put this like helmet on, whatever. And I was like, okay. And he's like, "Um, I'm going to put you in a scary, like a haunted place. And I was like, all right. And then he did. And I am a very reactive person. Like, there's nothing subtle about me. There's nothing quiet about me. There's nothing shy about me. I literally was almost it a library? took he put you in a television library? out. Oh, got it. I literally took the place out. And uh-huh. he was like, take the mask off. And I was like, okay, but you put me there. It felt uh-huh. so, you guys, it feels so like, real. Like, it was last year or the year before we were having a barbecue at my cousin Lindy's house. You've been there. Yeah. Were you, I don't know if you might have been there that night. I can't remember if you were there, but our friend Amy... Had a little too much to drink, and they put on the VR goggles, and my it. nephews were like, hey, play this game. And all you had to do was walk to the end of this plank. It's looking over like the end, edge of a building. It looks very, very real, right? And you're supposed to step off. It sounds like it'd be simple, but it feels very, very real. And then they get to the end of the plank, and everybody's like, okay, step off the plank, step off the plank. She jumps off the plank, dives headfirst into their 56-inch TV, and cracks the wall, <laughs> threw it into the wall. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 that's, that's not that real. Slow down, Amy. Slow down. Literally, head first, we were all cracking up. She was wasted. We've got a holiday right around the corner. It's called Halloween. This weekend, it's finally here. Can't believe it. Uh, And I'm going to declare another holiday. Uh, It's June 20th, 2022. Amen. You know what that day is? No idea. It's the day that Michaela Gordon sings at my cocktail hour at my wedding. The day she stands next to me, Woo! way, way down the line in my you wedding party, Michaela. way, way down the line, mm-hmm. far, far away from me, uh, yes. so she doesn't try to get in every single picture at my wedding. Um, that will never happen. <laughs> speaking when of weddings, When you go though, out to take your photos with Emil, I will be running freely in the grass behind you, 50 feet away, where do you but think still in the photo. Where do you think we're getting married? I don't know. I said grass, but I guess I should have said sand. sand. jungle. Mm-hmm. I hear that. You're going to be burrowed in the sand, just popping up for every photo. Yes. Speaking of marriage, though, uh, Gen Z has uh, shown that they are very, very willing to change what it means to be married. The idea of a wedding and a marriage is very, very different for these younger people. Uh, and this is all according to The Knot, uh, who we've actually been working with. They just, uh, they're doing our entire wedding registry and and our website, uh, they're a leading wedding planning registry service. They surveyed 1,200 people in Gen Z. Now, these are uh, younger millennials as well. And the specific age range for Gen Zers uh, is 18 to 29. Mm-hmm. So, like high school seniors uh, to 29 year olds. Think about that. And a majority. 29. Of, yeah, 29. A majority of those surveyed considered shared family values to be the most important quality in a future spouse, with over 40% looking up to their parents or grandparents as a positive positive example of marriage. Now, that's a pretty standard number. I think that's not that shocking. I think that's pretty on par with, I think, most people. About half people probably think, oh, parents had a great relationship. The other half think, "Eh, maybe not so much. But here's an area where where the similarities start to falter uh, between newlyweds and their parents is that over half of Gen Z and millennials, 53% actually, anticipate living together before they get married. Mm. Uh, And 30% of couples anticipate purchasing a home together before they get married. Uh, This is wild. Back in the day, the idea of moving in with somebody before you were married to them was absolutely obscene, unheard of. I can't imagine not living with somebody first. Like, what have you learned from living with Lisa that you're glad you know now before you actually put a ring on it? Um, I don't know. 
nothing nothing bad. I mean, I would have. Okay, let's flip it because you're a lot harder to live with. I would. Assume. I feel like, but you know, here's the <laughs> thing. Like, uh, this comes up a lot, and I actually feel a bit of relief with this article because I think that with my generation, me and Lisa have been together for seven years in April, and we get the question all the time, like, "Are you going to propose? Are you married? Like, what's going on?" And oftentimes, I'll call her my wifey. But to be honest, like, I never grew up being like, "I want to be a bride." I imagine all of this, like, I. I just wanted a solid partnership. And that's what I have mm. with Lisa. Like, I'm obsessed with her. I don't need to, like, I feel, like, excited. Like, if she proposes, I would say yes, and that would be fabulous. But, like, I feel a little Gen Z with this. Like, I, I didn't, I thought my grandparents had a horrible marriage. I thought my parents had a horrible marriage. Mm. I think people I know who are married have horrible marriages. I remember my grandpa died, uh, and my grandma had a heart-to-heart with me. And she said if I, they were married 56 years. They had separate bedrooms. I never saw them share a bedroom together. And that's kind of more common than you think. And um, I was like, how did you make it last that long? How did you do that? You know, what a, what an incredible love story. She said to me, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't have married him. Yeah, same with my grandma. <laughs> my like, grandma got what? like totally, She, my grandma was madly in love with somebody. And my papa came around. <laughs> and the story is a long one, but she ended up going with my papa. Was it after World War II? Yeah. My grandma was also engaged to somebody. And my grandpa came back from the war and swept her off her feet, and she married him. Yes. Probably for, for security. You know, th- this you might relate to. 50% of the people in the survey said they want to be financially independent and build a successful career before their marriage. Yes, That's absolutely. very much you. That's me, too. Absolutely. I I've been with my partner for nine years now, and and people always ask, like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I'm like, well, I don't need you to understand it. I just have some financial goals I want to hit before. But I also think that people – I think that a lot of people have these goals of, like, I'm going to grow up, and then I'm going to have a job, and then I'm going to meet somebody, and then I'm going to marry that person, and then I'm going to have children. And – I don't feel that way at all. Like, I feel very content with my relationship and where it's at with Lisa. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have such a strong partnership. That's more important to me. Also, and I'm watching you and your wedding is going to be stunning. I don't want to focus on a wedding right now and I don't want to spend that money. I would rather focus on other things that are more important to me as long as we're as solid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Gen Zers are doing too. Well, here's the last one I'll throw at you. Only 31% of people expect to take their partner's last name. Me and Lisa have talked That's about this as well. A lot. Yeah. That used to be uh, no way you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Now, the, the, our question is. What's our kid's last name then? That's a question that's, too. For that's us. the conversation. And most of the time, people are now hyphenating their kid's last yep. name. So whose name goes first? Alphabetical order. Gibson Ennis. It would be Ennis Gibson then if you want alphabetical. I don't. Ennis like Gibson sounds better. Oh, what you don't like it? I can get used to it. Vivian Pittman Gordon. Vivian Gordon Pittman. Vivian Pittman Gordon sounds better. Gordon Pittman. No, Pittman Gordon. GP. GP. You know, big update from the world of the real housewives. This time we're heading to New York City. Michaela's got that story for you and what's popping in just a moment. First, I do want to remind you that Channel Q and the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa are kicking off Palm Springs Pride Weekend with our first annual Divas in the Desert Drag Show Galore. Okay. Featured. We're featuring the diva, Rosemary Galore, hosted by you and me, and also a few friends. Amen. A couple more drag queens there. Amen, baby. It's going to be a drag show that you don't want to miss. Plus, the first 25 people to arrive get their first drink free. 
Who doesn't like free 99? Am I right? Am I right? Join us Thursday, November 4th from 8 to 11 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa and kick off Palm Springs Pride with Channel Q and the true queens of the desert. For more details, head over to wearechannelq.com. It's a really great opportunity as you're heading into Palm Springs for the weekend. Maybe you're coming from Los Angeles or San Diego. Stop at the Morongo, hang out with us Thursday night, and then find us uh, on Arena. So we've got a stage, Channel Q does, all weekend long. We're going to be popping in and out. Uh, Make sure you come over and say hi. We'd love to meet you. Right now, though, I want to hear about this juicy tea coming out of the Real Housewives of New York. What's going on? What's popping? Okay, lots going on. So we've now learned why the Real Housewives of New York reunion never happened. And it's all thanks to an ongoing third-party investigation into Ebony K. Williams' allegations of racism against Ramona Singer. Multiple sources with direct knowledge told TMZ that Ebony filed a formal complaint against Ramona in the weeks leading up to the Real Housewives of New York season 13 reunion. And as an investigation launched and moved forward, Bravo kept pushing back the shoot date. We're told the probe was tasked with looking into an alleged comment Ramona made that made Ebony feel racially motivated. Uh, And so they just scrapped the... Um, the reunion altogether. However, this is so interesting to me because so much has happened in the Housewives franchise. So much. And nothing is ever canceled, every union. Nope. So whatever was said had to have been so bad. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, Ramona's problematic AF. So it's not like the not likely that she said something. Well, I'm just surprised that it scrapped the whole reunion. Well, here, here's the, the crazy thing. Yeah, they had record low numbers this year. Their ratings were terrible. Um, and just by skipping the three-part reunion, uh, Ramona, Luann, and Sonia, they've been there for a, a, quite a while. They all lost about six figures. They lost about $100,000. But the claims from Ebony K. Williams are really, really fascinating to me because you never know. I, I It's been so transparent that... that Bravo's been trying to add diversity to all these casts recently. Yes. Tiffany Moon joining the cast Absolutely. of Dallas. That was a whole, there's like a race became a central part of that. Garcelle Beauvais has 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 worked her way into the cast of uh, Beverly Hills in a better way. She's on our podcast this week, Confess Your Mess, go listen to it. She's incredible. And she kind of scoops on the ladies and dishes on them. But she's also been in Hollywood and been friends with some of these ladies for 20 years. So it feels a little bit less. She's not coming in necessarily as only like... Uh, a lightning rod to shake things up in the way that Ebony K. Williams has over at New York. Ramona is very conservative and Loki probably racist AF. Like you see it's, the things, it's not not the, likely. The, the things that she says on camera and the way that she talks about her help and refers to them as the help on camera makes you wonder like what is she like off camera? So I'm sure Ebony K. But on the flip side, I don't. It's hard because I don't t- tune into the Real Housewives to solve racism. Like, that's not why I watched that show. Yeah, but it still but can't the, be condoned. But at the same time, you can't let all these old white Teachable ladies moment. just... Exactly. Yep. It's New York City. Yeah. You think there are, there are more than just white ladies living in New York. I mean, come on. Yes. Ramona needs to... She just needs to yes. go. She needs to go. Yes. All right. All right. Coming up, Brian Basham joins us as we talk about why a deal was not struck in D.C. Coming up next... Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Coming up this hour, we're talking to our political expert, Ryan Basham. If you're as confused as we are about this, uh, these deals being 
sort of worked out in Washington, D.C., Capitol Hill. Uh, it seems like there's a deadline, then the deadline passes and nothing changes. Uh, there was a huge, huge push for $3.5 trillion. Now it's $1.75 trillion. There are a couple of different things happening simultaneously. Uh, and if you want to have a better understanding of it, uh, our political expert Ryan Basham is going to break it all down for us uh, coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Also, he's going to be talking to us about Joe Biden's trip to Europe. He met with the Pope yesterday. Uh, that was pretty incredible. Only the second uh, Catholic president in the history of the United States. Uh, and then today he's actually meeting with uh, Emmanuel Macron, the prime minister of France, uh, which is interesting because it's the first time they're going to see each other face-to-face since that whole dust-up a few months ago uh, when Macron was left out in the Macaroni. dark. Macaroni. Well, that's that's what Michaela took away from that whole entire conversation right there. Um, no, but this is all coming up in about 10, 11 minutes from right now, so stick around for Red, White, and Q here on The Morning Beat. Currently, Michaela, though, I hear you have uh, some positive news on the COVID-19 yes. front, perhaps? Yes, yes. So new cases of COVID-19 are down 60% in the U.S. since the peak of the Delta variant driven wave in September. They're even farther down from the country's worst pandemic phase in mid-January. Now, experts are cautious about saying the worst is over, especially since similar optimism over the summer was quashed by another surge. The biggest challenge right now, besides lagging vaccination rates, is upcoming colder weather and annual holiday travel and gatherings. Meanwhile, vaccine mandates are still getting a lot of pushback. Members of the New York City Fire Department gathered yesterday to protest the city's looming vaccine mandate as officials brace for possible mass staffing shortages. Now, another news, Facebook is changing its company name to Meta. Facebook will still exist, of course, but only as one product under the larger company umbrella. The rebranding signals the company's growing interest in the metaverse, which would combine combine virtual and augmented reality into a new kind of online realm. It could also help distract from growing criticism about the impact of its social media platforms. CEO Mark Zuckerberg made the announcement during appropriately a virtual reality and, aug- and augmented reality conference. He also teased new social, gaming, and workplace concepts for the metaverse, illustrating what the concept may offer. Still, the release of internal documents and discussions about regulation loom large over the social media giant. In response to the Facebook papers, Patagonia CEO Ryan Gellert has called for companies to join and boycott uh, to pressure Facebook to fix its platforms. Honey, you can change the name. You can add filler and Botox and Juvederm, honey, but you're still the same person. And I am not going to be fooled by Mark Zuckerberg. Lost cause, Facebook. Zuckerberg. That's what I'm going to call him. I'm going to take my. I'm going to take myself to Instagram instead. Oh wait, they own that too. I knew. I was literally yesterday. I was like, that's it. I'm deleting Facebook. And then uh, I was like, but then you have to delete Instagram, which also that's like WhatsApp. I can't talk to any of my friends overseas. They own that too. They own WhatsApp. Yes. What else? I don't How know. am I supposed to take a stand? I don't know. I don't know. God, I listened to an expert. I, I listened to an expert on our, our hit afternoon show, Let's Go There, the other day, and she wrote an article about exactly this. And then the question was, "Oh, where do I go instead?" She's like, "Well, there aren't really any other apps that do everything that Facebook does, so, so there is no other option." No, there's really not. Well, my whole career is Instagram. Like, unfortunately, that's how I promote I make things. Money that's off Instagram. how I do yep. things. So it's not like you can delete it. I don't know what else I would do besides be a star. Let's go to weather. It's going to be a high of 93 in Cathedral <laughs> City, 73 in Sacramento, 55 in St. Louis, 55 in Buffalo, 57 in Atlanta, 64 in San Francisco, 86 in Miami, 93 in Palm Springs, 82 in Vegas, and 84 in LA. Beautiful to die. Yes, it is. Now give us a vibe of that. Uh.
Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Love to see Marinate it. Marinate on that for a minute. Love to see it. All right, coming up, why a deal wasn't struck in D.C. Ryan Basham joins us to discuss next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's time for Red, White, and Q. We're joined again by our, by our political expert, Ryan Basham, for a second time this week. Ryan, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, uh, a lot has changed on the last couple of days since you were here, and we want to kind of go over a few things because uh, Nancy Pelosi said just the other day, you know, don't don't embarrass Joe Biden. She said this to her caucus. She's like, don't, don't embarrass do him right now. He's getting ready to head to Europe. He's stuck around a little bit longer to try to make things work. It looked like we were close, and then... Didn't happen. He's now in Europe. He met with the Pope. He's meeting with Macron today. Um, does this damage our standing abroad? And what's going on here? Why can't we get this deal done? I mean, I think uh, I, I wouldn't characterize it as as quite that bad. I think, you know, uh, the fact that a framework came out uh, yesterday is is a huge, huge, huge step in the right direction. And and basically, what's happened is the Progressive Caucus in the House um, uh, is putting the foot down and making sure that they're getting this to unfold the way that they want it to unfold. So, you know, um, uh, the 
the G20 summit is first, and then the COP26 uh, summit in Scotland, which is the climate summit, happens after that. So it's still possible that more movement will happen on this before um, before he gets to the climate summit, which is the thing that they've been wanting in the first place. Was okay. serious action yep. by, by the time he walks in. We're, we're definitely going to talk about those in a moment. I think we're going to talk about those in the next segment. But I, I think what I want to understand is because I'm a little bit even I'm a little bit confused. So. The House and the Senate are both – they both recessed now until next week, right? And mm. these are two different bills. And the reason that some want them to happen simultaneously is one of the sticking points. So what exactly is going on with these two bills? Why do they need to be concurrent uh, or, or am I totally misunderstanding this? Because I'm, I'm a little bit confused about the infrastructure bill and then the other bill and which is which is being held up in which – in the House and in, in the Senate. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So there's the traditional infrastructure bill, which has the support of enough Republicans to pass the normal way. And then there's the Build Back Better uh, bill, which is the partisan only bill that Republicans won't support that has non-traditional infrastructure like human infrastructure stuff and climate stuff. Um, So the reason why uh, progressives progressives are insisting on these things uh, coming on a parallel track is they want to avoid a situation where um, where the traditional bill passes and then suddenly the pathway for getting the partisan-only bill uh, passed dissipates. So they won't vote for the traditional infrastructure bill, even though they support it, unless um, it's virtually guaranteed that the more progressive bill will also pass. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. So what, they're, what, what I think progressives, their fear is – if we go ahead and do this on good faith, they might not come around and support these sort of bold plans that we have for America afterwards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely that. Exactly that. Exactly okay. that. They're holding Mansion and Cinema's feet to the fire, basically. Okay, so they're not letting them have, have a way out of this thing. And also, how much of this is actually – honestly, I know you're a Democrat, so am I. How much of this is actually for the American people? And how much of this is to protect their votes when it comes time for re-election in, the, in a year or two? Um, I think it's kind of both. Uh, it's always both. You know, I mean, that's what people who are in office do is they think about how to serve their people, but they also think about how to stay in office. Um, uh, I, I think, though, the big difference for me that I'm noticing is, you know, in the past, progressives have kind of just let things go, not stood their ground. And this is marked for me because like, I'm, I'm, I'm like just still kind of in awe of how much the progressive caucus has been able to actually get done by being, you know, by putting their feet down. So yeah, I'm, in part it's because they believe in what they're fighting for, but I also think um, this in their minds should motivate the progressive base to get out and vote in the midterms. Well, it's, also, it's actually really good you say that though, because I know that, that there have been sort of two thought processes in the Democratic Party for quite a while now, uh, that leaning all into the progressive values is the way to win. It's the way to motivate people and get them excited. And then there's sort of like those blue dog Democrats that are a little bit more Joe Manchin-esque, who want to keep things the way they've always been in the Democratic Party. They're still supportive of of some progressive values, but by and large, they're they're pretty middle of the road, right? Um, the the Hillary Clinton sort of type of candidate, right? She's she she's actually technically a little bit more middle of the road than like a Bernie Sanders, for mm-hmm. for instance, or an Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see one of these winning out, and will the way that this plays out, this the, these votes, uh, impact 
where the Democratic Party looks for donors and votes in 2022, 2024, and beyond? Um, I think it will impact it. I think it's uh, it's. I don't think it's as simple as either progressive policies win or moderate policies win. I think it's a little more complicated than that. The reality is that um, not it's not as if most Americans support all progressive policies. I think um, I think it, it is a little bit more localized than that. Some places have more progressive voters than others. And I think what what kind of has to happen is is a dance between those two things so that people who are running in districts where a progressive can actually win have something to run on and people who are running in districts where the vote is more moderate have something to run on. So I think it's a little bit more of a some a column A, some a column B, and we're just discovering that there's. Ryan Basham, I think, just dropped out right there. But I really like what he's saying that we're going to get him back on the line for our next segment. Uh, it really does make sense to me that, that somebody like a Joe Manchin who's running for re-election in a place like West Virginia, that's a very, very, very different Democrat than Elizabeth Warren uh, or Bernie Sanders running in Vermont. Yeah. Uh, and so this way, they're kind of giving everybody something to run on wherever they come from. The the more progressives can say, listen, I'm a liberal here. Here's my track record. And the more moderate Democrats can say, hey. I'm here with the average American. This is my record. Absolutely. Uh, but I know, M- Michaela, the president is right now, he, he's been in Italy. He yeah. met with the Pope. He met with the prime minister. He loves this Italian is, women. This is your homeland. Uh, are you curious to know what he's got planned in Europe for the next uh, week or so? No, but we're going to talk about it anyway coming up next. Awesome. <laughs> I am American. We sure are American, and our president, Joe Biden, is very much not in America right now because he's in Europe. He met the Pope yesterday, only the second Catholic uh, president we've ever elected in this country uh, after John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Uh, And so to meet with the Pope, a Catholic Pope, is a pretty big deal. Um, And the photos were very, very different than when Melania and and Donald and Ivanka were there a couple years back. Uh, But here to help us make sense of what's going on in Europe, why the president is there, and what he hopes to accomplish is our political expert, Ryan Basham. So, Ryan, um, there's a lot of things going on in Europe right now. Some photo ops. He's meeting with Macron today, which is a little bit awkward. uh, But there are quite a few summits lined up for him. How long will he be there? Uh, What are these summits about, and what does he hope to accomplish? I think I kind of he's going to be there a week and a half, two weeks. I can't remember now. Several days because he's got... He had the meeting with the Pope. He's meeting with the president of France now, and then he has two summits. So it's a it's a long trip. It's the kind of long trip I'd like to take in Europe, minus you know uh, access to foreign dignitaries. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but I and I was struck by the way by uh, how um, just looking at the news coverage of how miserable the Pope looked when he was standing with Trump and uh, and how it sounds like things are really warm between him and Biden. Um, you know that right now he's dealing with France and uh, a nuclear sub deal that uh, that the U.S. discreetly nixed that the that Australia had with France, and that's a whole thing. But then he's going to go into the G20, which is uh, most of the world's most um, economically uh, significant nations meeting, which they do every year. And this year is a really important meeting because. No, did he really just drop out when he said, because? Call him back, You know Vanessa. why? Because it's Friday, and our station knows we do not do politics like, in Red, White, and Q on Friday. I'm literally over here just waiting for the segment to be over because I want it to be the weekend, and I want to talk about Halloween and gay people. Listen, I'm fascinated by all of this. And you're, and you're what, a very okay, fascinating okay, here, person. Here's your opportunity. What should Joe and Jill dress up as for Halloween? Raggedy Ann and Andy. 
Because <laughs> they're a little bit raggedy. You've reached Ryan Basham. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yes! Ryan! That's a voicemail, Ryan. Three for three. Vanessa. Listen, I'm soaring. You know what I know about Italy? I'm Italian. And that's all you guys need to know, too. One time, I flew to Sardinia with Postmodern Jukebox. I sang what I thought was a private event. I think that it was some illegal activity. I don't care. I was enjoying myself. Also, the red wine hits so hard in Italy. Listen, I love Italy so much. There's so many things about. It. Let's just yeah, yeah, Vanessa. Let's just turn the ringer on while while we call. Ryan. <laughs> no, I like it. Can you this privately? This is the transparency I want can from you this privately show. Privately, do this. There are no secrets. <laughs> Listen, Brian Holt may be having a meltdown right now, but to me, this feels like radio. This feels right. This feels like very on brand for me. talking about our program director? Mm-hmm. It's a little inside baseball, Michaela. I love you. They know who Brian Holt is. Do Brian we have Holt. Ryan Basham back? I don't know. He's not coming back. He's over it. I love it. He's oh over it. Oh my God. It. Literally, I feel like God was like, Michaela, I feel you, baby girl. Here this you go. A, this is a struggle. I don't want to talk about politics anymore. Yeah, I was like, I we did that on Wednesday. You know who I want to talk to? Marcus Barrington. He's, call- oh, he's actually astrologer. calling in our next That's hour. That's what I'm excited about. Well, listen, so hopefully, hopefully Joe Biden can get some stuff done, can can re-sort of assert himself and our nation uh, when he goes to these summits over overseas because Donald Trump did a lot of damage uh, over a lot of time and things are rough. Are we still talking Vanessa, about why this? why do you keep trying to call him? Yes, I can talk politics, Michaela. I can carry the segment on my shoulders. Yeah, but nobody wants that. That's the point. Nobody wants to talk politics or be on your shoulders. We want to talk about Eric Jane and who she's dating because she has a new boyfriend. You want to know? You know? You want to know? What we should be at for Halloween. What? We should dress up Barbara as, Walters as a train going off the tracks. Now that is a costume <laughs> I can get on board with. Wow. Well. Okay. Well, this is the morning beat. We might or might not come back in a few minutes. Depends if we can figure out how to run this board. Uh, more in a moment. Bye. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Welcome back. It's a show. We're doing a show. It's a Friday. Halloween's right around the corner. We're super excited about that. Woo! I'm also excited about this uh, next round of What's Poppin' because it's actually personal to me. Uh, and I'm going to let you, uh, let you, Michaela, tell our listeners why in just a moment. Something else that's personal to me, though, is uh, something we're doing next weekend. We're super excited about it. Channel Q has partnered up with... Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, and we're kicking off Palm Springs Pride Weekend with our very first annual Divas in the Desert Drag Show Galore, hosted by Moi and Moi. That's Mwah. right. Ah. And starring ah. drag diva Rosemary Galore and friends, plus the first 25 people to arrive, get their first drink free. So get there early. Come say hi to us. Have a good time on your way into Palm Springs. Kick off the weekend a night early, uh, Thursday, November 4th, from 8 to 11 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. We'll be in the Lazy River uh, when we're not on stage. Also, uh, we're going to kick off Pride uh, with Channel Q and the True Queens of the Desert. For more details, head over to wearechannelq.com. So, Erica Jane, back in the news. She's been in the news quite a bit lately. These uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are all over the place. All over the place. Um, but she's uh, she seems to be moving on with her life. Uh, what's popping? Okay, so I said the story wrong. I thought that she had a full boyfriend. She has now narrowed it down to exactly what she wants, and that's what she was talking about yesterday. So, uh, as she's ready to find her dream guy, she's saying, number one, he has to be intelligent, which is very important. Two, he's got to have some money. Yeah, at least $25 million in the bank account to pay off off those, (laughs) those court fees. And three, looks don't matter too much. But I'll tell you what, Erica Jane is 50 years old, and Erica is rocking and solid and hot. And I think that you're going to have to bring some sort of 
Baldy. Because also, she was with Tom Girardi, who was much older than she was. He was pretty out of shape. He was He's an 132. Old guy. Yeah. I think that here's what I want for Erica. I want her to date for a while. I've been friends with her for years. She's fantastic. And and the thing is, like, reality TV is so interesting to, to me because what you don't see is what she's really like. Yeah. When the cameras aren't rolling. And I've gotten to see that many, many times. I spent hours and hours and hours with her. And she's a very kind person. She comes from very, very humble beginnings in Georgia, uh, just outside of Atlanta. And she worked really, really, really hard to get where she is. And I know some people say, ah, she married a rich guy. Well, she's worked really, really hard for a lot of years to chase her dreams, uh, to raise her son, to be a a stand-up young man, a police officer. And I want her, I want her first and foremost to get wild, passionate, crazy, insane sex for a while. That's what I want. I think she was having that already. And then then I want her to find somebody who is man enough to be with somebody like her, because she's a lot, uh, but somebody who cherishes her. And, and, and gives her a say in the relationship. Yeah. I don't think Tom did that. No, she was very weak when it came to him. Not weak, but she was very sub, um, submissive. Well, she she said she, she's like, I met him when I was like 30. Yeah, I think no, she, I'm was, just like, she was like a waitress at a restaurant, and this rich, rich, wealthy, powerful man came in and said, I'm going to change your life. Uh-huh. It's hard to say no to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, congratulations. Find a little smarty pants. You deserve it, honey. And you continue not wearing pants, Erica Jane. Now, coming up in our final hour, I'm very excited. Marcus Barrington is joining us, our astrologer, because. Uh, uh, there's a story coming from Tori Spelling and her husband. Are the stars still aligned for them? And does astrology matter when it comes to couples? We discuss next. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in our final hour of the week. Coming up in our final hour of the week. Shut up. <laughs> God, you're like a little sister. You're so annoying. I know. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Maybe you should be looking to the stars. To find the path towards true love. Are you looking at me? No, I'm not looking at you. I said stars, not star. A star? You're just a singular star. You're you're still a star. What is a star called when it's dying? Um, Called um, a falling star. You're a falling star. But great. But I can pick myself back up at any point. No, you can't. I felt. Listen to me, you guys. Okay, Vanessa, do you hear how I try to tease things? Do you hear how I try to tease something? This one gets an idea and just runs with it. Okay, but let me tell you a story. I hosted this party on Sunday. Yeah, by all means, tell us a story right now. Okay, I was hosting this this party on Sunday, and it was like the coolest of the cool kids, like very, very cool. And I was sober, and I was just like minding my own business. I was being adorable, hilarious, keeping the show rolling, and I literally fell off stage i just i went to take a step my foot got caught in my jacket and the next thing you know i was on the grassy knoll (laughs) you're you're the the one on the grassy knoll i am the grassy knoll jfk we now know i'm jfk okay well that's you guys it's me i'm john well your knee has been sore all week how listen my shoulder sore i i literally hurt myself and it was hysterical and mm. like it's funny when people fall like I'm one of those people if somebody falls I just cry laughing even if they're hurt or in pain I just can't help it I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen even when I fall Lisa the other day <laughs> I'm crying I'm crying right now too on the inside Lisa the other day so weird. Wait, just listen. Lisa, the other day, we have this bed and there are four drawers underneath the bed. And I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden I heard this tumble. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. And I went in. And she fell, but was sitting in, in a drawer. <laughs> and she was like, stop laughing. And I was like, I can't. She said, stop, she said, stop laughing, she huh? She was like, stop laughing. And I was like, I can't mm. stop. I can't stop. I can relate. Yeah, I can relate to that. I I hear why she would want to stop laughing. I, I get it. I understand her. Oh, my her. God. I know. I know. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. As I was saying before, if you want to find a relationship, you might need to look at the stars. And our astrologist, Marcus Barrington, is joining us in 10 minutes. And if Michaela can pull it together, she's got questions for him probably. Or not. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? I want to know things. You want to know some things? Yeah. Is that your phone going off? Yeah, it's steady, oh Lisa. Can we turn your phone off and give us some news on the beat? But then how would I know she's texting me? Valid point. <laughs> she's like, stop telling people I fell live on air. <laughs> okay, in, uh, in news on the beat, uh, Representative Bob Good made a stunningly bigoted speech on the House floor yesterday to defend his decision to vote against domestic violence protections. Nearly everything that plagues our society can be attributed to a failure to follow God's law and his rules for and definition of marriage and family. Good asserted before making sure everyone knew he meant transgender people and same-sex marriage. Now, Good insisted the bill would require churches to espouse LGBTQ rights, shut down religious charities, and devastate families. Democrats' priority, he thundered, is to force our faith-based providers out of business, redefine sex, and to change the identification of gender. 
My colleagues on the other side claim they want to protect the family, he continued, but instead they've chosen to attack the very bedrock of country, the moral principles, and the traditional family that hold our families and communities together. Now, H.R. 2119, the Family Violence Prevention and Services Improvement Act of 2021, amends federal domestic violence law to make some improvements. One measure requires recipients of some federal grant money to follow anti-discrimination laws and specifically states that it bans discrimination on various grounds, including sexual orientation or gender identity. The law also expands the definition of undeserved populations to include victims who have trouble accessing services on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, faith or religious practice, or lack thereof. I've got some breaking news for you Go from, off. from your homeland. Jonathan Merritt, he is a writer for The Atlantic, uh, and he's talking to CNN right now about Joe Biden's uh, meeting with the Pope. And you know how some were saying in the Catholic Church were telling Joe Biden to stop receiving communion because he supports, he's pro-choice. The Pope specifically told him, keep receiving communion. We're all good. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal, but shut up. Stop telling people what they can and cannot do. I, I, I do like this Pope. Oh, I love this Pope. I do too. I think he's great. But also, he's like, a, who is the, who are the people of the Catholic Church to be like, you from to not well, bu- communion? Uh, a first bunch of, all, of bishops got together and, and signed a petition saying he should stop receiving communion. I think this Pope is dope. He's a Pope. He's a dope Pope. He's a, he's a dope Pope. Okay, if we're ever on a game show and someone says, what is Michaela's confirmation name? What is it? Probably Vivian. No, it's Gia. Oh, it's Gia? My name is Michaela Annalise Gia Gordon. What's my confirmation name? Do you know? No. William. Aaron Jason William. It's my grandfather's name. He's dead. Thanks a lot, Michaela. Wow. Laughing at my confirmation. AJ Will. AJ Will Gibson. Aaron Jason William Gibson. Aaron Jason William Gibson. Why are you screaming at me? I don't know. I just got excited. Give us the weather. I feel good. We're almost done. It's almost vacation. (laughs) It's not vacation. Uh, It's Friday. It's the weekend. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be a high of 84 in L.A. 82 in Vegas, 93 in Palm Springs, 86 in Miami, 64 in San Francisco, 63 in Baltimore, 73 in Sacramento, 93 in Cathedral City, and 93 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. It's all about perspective, people. Absolutely. All right, coming up, Marcus Barrington joins us to discuss if astrology really matters when it comes to relationships. Next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. I believe we're on the air. Yeah, having a little bit of technical difficulty this morning. Things are getting a little wonky here. You know what I think it is, Michaela? I think it's because it's Halloween. Do you hear me, Michaela? Yes, I do. You there with me? Honey, I'm right here. I'm listening to you. I just didn't pause. Technology gets weird this time of year. And uh, somebody who knows about that is our next guest, astrologist Marcus Barrington. Uh, Marcus, are you on the line? I am. It's actually not Halloween, guys. It's still Mercury. So he remains in his retrograde what? shadow until November 3rd. Okay, Wait, Mercury so, is still no. retrograde? Yeah. Okay, because technology no, no, no. he's direct. Our technology he's, he's in, in his retrograde shadow. Okay, so is that why? Okay, could Living it be why we're having such shadows. weird technological glitches all morning long on the show today? Absolutely. All morning long, my phone hasn't been working. I keep, like, losing internet. I couldn't... <gasps> Like copy links and paste it on. It, it's just been a nightmare. Okay, this is real because our. Okay, great. We had a guest earlier whose phone went out twice during, and that's never ever happened before. Yeah, no, it's still Mercury, so he's about to go. He's about to leave his his retrograde shadow on November third, so he's he's gonna punch it up. He's been a bad boy. This, yeah, he is. He was really difficult this time, and you're gonna see over the weekend a lot more travel issues, technology. Travel issues. issues I gotta go to Vegas. Oh no. Oh, good luck, honey. What does that mean, Marcus Barrington? I'm supposed to sing with Gaga. Say it. Don't spray it. 
<laughs> Fine, just keep laughing at me. I want to ask you something. There was an article yeah. that we saw yesterday in regards to Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott, and they are on the rocks. We don't really know what's happening. Um, but the article suggested that maybe their stars just don't align as a couple anymore, which got us thinking, does astrology <laughs> play a part in couples and also while mercury's living in the shadow of someone else's dreams that's an ashley simpson song get with it does that have an effect on our relationships absolutely and the reason i think so is because you know our zodiac signs really sort of shape the fundamentals of our personality so you have your sun sign that sort of controls who you are then you have your moon sign which controls how you emote and then you have your ascending sign which is the mask you wear to the world now they're, Dean, I believe, is Scorpio, and Tori is a Taurus. So those are opposite signs in the Zodiac, which means they are always going to attract each other. So those are always going to be incredibly fiery and passionate sort of partnerings, right? But the other thing that's really interesting and also very difficult about their pairing is they are both fixed signs. So he's a Scorpio water fix, and she's a Taurus earth fix. Now, what does a so fix mean, in case people don't know okay. what that means? Yes, that's, that's actually a great question. So there are three um, alignments you can have, cardinal, fixed, or mutable. So fixed, it just tends to be kind of, it says it all, right? Just fixed, right? So you've got a lot of stubbornness there and a lot of, like, hot-headedness there. And also fixed signs who, ha who are heavier on the fixed side tend not to be changeable. They tend to be sort of stuck. They are who they are, basically, mm. is what it is. And so, but then you also have to take into account what their zodiac sign says about them. So Scorpio fixed, right? Scorpio is the most emotional sign of the zodiac, but it's also the most secretive. And when you have a fixed Scorpio sign, there tends to be a lot of emotional manipulation that can happen there. Now, with Taurus, you've got a lot of passion and just general stubbornness. Now, you add a fixed to that, which is going to be even more stubbornness. And you've got a very hot-headed person who tends to be a little bit more of a tyrant, right? So Tori was probably more of the boss in the relationship, more of the tyrant in the relationship. And Dean was probably more of the one who was sort of like emotionally manipulating things to sort of get the scraps and the things that he wanted. But you also have two incredibly passionate signs that will stop at nothing to make it work. So if their relationship does end, rest assured they tried everything because those are both signs that will not give up until they have literally exhausted all possible avenues. Okay, so here's the thing. So I hear these things, and I I, I love learning about Tori the Taurus. It's, it's cute. Not Tori and the Taurus. And, and I know that that as a Cancer on the cusp, July 20th, I'm very, very – like I, everything I've read about myself my entire life has been dead on. I've actually gone down to like the minute I was born before and read, and it sent chills down my spine how accurate everything was, right? But then I read these compatibility charts, like who I should marry and who I shouldn't. I'm in the process of planning a wedding with the love of my life, nine years together, right? And then I look at these compatibility charts. Out of how many signs are there? 12? One for each month, right? Yes. My partner's an Aquarius. He ranks number 11 out of 12 on that list, and I am so confused by that and a little bit shook. I don't want it to get into my head, but what's going on? <laughs> All right, let me tell you one thing about compatibility charts. Throw them out the windows. They are absolute trash. 
And the reason I say that is because everybody else, everybody's chart is completely different. You could say generally a Cancer and Aquarius might not get along, although I actually don't believe that, because Cancer is more sort of grounded, stable. Aquarius is going to bring in that magic, that emotion, and that changeability, right? So I actually think Cancer and Aquarius are a great fit. Ah. The thing is, is that these compatibility charts have no idea where your other planets are, right? So you and your partner might have Venus in the same house, which makes you incredibly compatible. So those compatibility charts are absolutely stupid. Like, if you look at my sister and her husband, they would be like the worst match, right? But they dated, they met each other way back in the day when I was 18. Gosh, I think it was like 1998, right? They dated for two years, split up, remained friends for 17 years. In that course of those 17 years, they each got married, had a kid, got divorced, (gasps) always stayed good friends. Now they're married. What? And they have been for the past four years. So they were considered to be like the worst match, right? A Pisces and a Capricorn? No. (laughs) But that's a love that literally lasted over 17 years, came back and formed a marriage after all of that. So compatibility charts... Set them on fire. That's what they're good for, keeping you warm over a campfire in the cold. Well, well, I love that. I, I love that for your sister. I love that, too. I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that. that because back in the day, if you were to tell me, like, um, like I don't know, Cancer and Capricorn, like, they, they're not good together at all. Well, that's, you, like, that's you and I. Yeah. By the I, way, we rank, ten, the we, we rank 10 on that list. Yeah, we're actually iconic together. And so well, and my and my work hubby and my actual real life wife share a birthday. So I think that's even funnier. But I used to take these things very seriously. I'd be like, Oh, it's over. You're not good you're not getting a date with me. Now I'm like, no, Oh, okay, no. I think it's not it's important. You could have you could have two signs that are generally considered incredibly compatible, but like let's say their communication, Mercury controls communication, might be in the opposite houses, which would make them just incompatible because they will never speak each other's languages. Mm. So compatibility charts do not take into consideration the placement of all your other planets, which is so stupid because that's what makes up you how you emote, how you communicate, how you express yourself, the things you're good at, and the places where you will have challenges. Marcus Barrington, what's your sign? I am a Taurus with a Scorpio moon and a Virgo rising. Oh, wait, no, oh, you're a I'm Taurus? I'm a Scorpio moon, too. Listen, listen, I believe you're very much in a relationship, but if things don't work out and my my marriage falls through, you and I rank number two on that chart together, so I'm, I'm just what saying. What is number one? Let's let your listeners know I am single and <gasps> mingle. Oh, you're single, Marcus. Well, listen, I might have to kick my guy to the curb and give you a call because we're very compatible, apparently. So there's that. But also, let's talk about communicating through Scorpio Moon. I'll be DMing you. <laughs> oh, that's tough, girl. You should. We should actually start a support group for ourselves, uh, pl- but also honey, for the people who date us. Amen, <laughs> sis. And a Scorpio rising. I'll talk to you soon, Marcus. Bear ring tone. <laughs> Let's do it, shall we? This story is so, so sweet. Maybe less sweet for you because you don't really like your mom that much, but for people who do love their mom, you can Mm -hmm. replace the word mom with grandmother for the story, and it'll bring you to tears, okay? 
A man spent decades trying to buy back his late mother's Oldsmobile from the new owner, and when he was finally able to, he was met with a flood of fond, fond memories. Uh, John Barry's name is his name, and uh, he said he spent most of his childhood, his fondest memories, with his late mother uh, cruising in a 1971 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Hey! Uh, haven't seen one of those in a while. Uh, wearing oversized aviator sunglasses and a scarf loosely tied around her head. The top of the lime green car was almost always down. He said she would uh, make it an event to go to the supermarket. My mom really loved that car. Well, uh, his mother, Janice, died unexpectedly at just the age of 43. He was 15 oh years old. Oh, my God, so young. He said we never got to say goodbye. It was devastating for all of us. Um, and, and he was an older brother to his younger sister. He said it was a sense of loss that's really hard to describe. So years passed, and in the early 1990s, it hit him, the idea, uh, the memory of how much this car meant to him. As he grew older, he thought, what would it be like to get that car back? Well, finally, uh, the owners of the car decided to sell it back to him. He has the exact car. He's refurbished it, and now he gets to drive around in the car that he rode around with with his mother decades and decades ago. Oh, my God. That's I so can't, sweet. I can't tell you how many times I've had this weird fascination of buying my childhood home. And my grandmother's home uh, in my hometown because they're not very expensive. And I've thought so many times I would love to go someday. One, I just want to tour them and like walk through them and see what's the same and if it brings back any sort of memories. And then two, I'd like to buy them and renovate them and flip them uh, and bring new life to those houses because they, you know, houses are interesting. You can have a lot of connections to things like a car, a house, um, brings you back to a moment in time that, you know, maybe you long for again. So he's now driving around in his mom's uh, 71 Oldsmobile. I think it's awesome. I do too. All right. This story is adorable. Uh, Dad pauses midway down the aisle. The video, I started to cry, uh, to ask his daughter's stepdad to join them. The bride, Kelsey Griffith, uh, posted the moment to TikTok with the caption, my dad surprised my stepdad by including him in our walk down the aisle. They made it halfway and then the dad gestured to the stepdad. There was a handshake and a hug involved and then they both walked her down. But it was surprising to the stepdad. But that's beautiful. I mean, if the stepdad has been there and is taking care of his girl, uh, then I, I think it's just so sweet. What a moment and what a beautiful way to come together. Yeah, I think it's really great. My sister, when she got married a few years ago, had my dad and stepdad both walk her down the aisle together. I think in like phases the issue was like a long aisle kind of it was like a winding walkway um i think if i asked my stepmom to also join us to walk me down the aisle my mom would get mad <laughs> i won't do that i won't do that she, I feel didn't, that. she, didn't, she didn't play a huge part in raising that. me <laughs> all right well this uh tell me something is brought to you by mcdonald's at any moment that can give you a sweet relief as a moment to look forward to now for a limited time at mcdonald's get a small mccafe pumpkin spice latte hot or iced for just two dollars and prices may vary uh, I love this. Thank you, as always, for listening to our show. Happy Halloween. Stay safe this weekend. Happy Have fun. Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for everything. And thank you to Vanessa for filling in all week as our producers in, in Hawaii on his honeymoon. We'll be back with great shows all next week. Michaela's got the giggles again, so I'm just going to say goodbye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Why do Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.